Hey, thanks for joining us at Connection Point Church. You know, we would love for you to stay connected and a simple way for you to do that is to subscribe so that each week you can get notified when new content goes live. We'd also love to keep in touch with you throughout the week and the best way to do this is through our Connection Point Facebook page. Now with all that being said, let's go to this week's message from one of our pastors, Jim Walsh. So, good to have you this morning and... Um... We're just going to pick up on a conversation we started a couple of weeks ago. We started talking about what it means to live uh, a fearless life, especially in the times that we're living in right now. Uh, Pastor just kind of talked about how the Holy Spirit empowers us to live fearless. He also talked about just being good news car- carriers, especially during this time. And then last week, we just really looked in on how, um, how the peace of God is found in Philippians chapter 4. So, so today we're just going to continue our conversation on that and talk about what it means to live fearless. Uh, I want to look at our text just right away. Uh, Psalm 23, verse 4. Pastor read the first part of Psalm 23 a little bit ago, but verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And so I just, if there's anything that I've, real, myself personally, I'm sure that you all probably feel this way too in the last couple of weeks is that, um, is that, We've discovered, and if, if, if you haven't already, we've discovered that fear really is evil. And that even, even just a little bit of fear is not good. And we really kind of need to get that to that place where um, we just understand that fear is our enemy. And so I just want to say right from the very beginning that we don't need any fear. And according to this scripture that we're going to look at and what we're going to talk about today, we definitely don't have to have fear. I know you might say, hey, Jim, um, you know, I really can't help it. But according to what we're going to talk about today, I just want to encourage you and challenge you to, to just talk about the fact that Psalm 23 does not say, even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, sometimes you're just going to fear. Sometimes things just get, uh, they get a little out of hand. I mean, look where we're at. Look what's going on. I just can't, I can't help it. But it says, I will not fear. That's kind of our, that's, I want to draw your attention to that, that part of that. I will not fear. I mean, don't get me wrong. Fears are going to come. We're going to have fears. They're always going to present themselves to us. But I think it's just really good that we get it in our hearts to know that we don't have to receive them. Uh, we don't have to receive that fear. We don't have to walk in it. We don't have to yield to them, definitely. And so I want you to notice, I will not fear. So it's not really a matter of feelings or emotions. It's a matter of will. So when we talk about fear and what we do with it, it's really a matter of our will. So one, the first thing I want to encourage all of us, number one today, is just this. Just refuse it. Refuse to fear. There just has to be something in us that says, I refuse that. I don't want anything to do with it. Because the truth is, God would never ask us to do anything that he doesn't enable us to do it. So his commands are always enabling. So if he says, according to this verse right here in John 14, 1, says, let not your heart be troubled. So if he says that to us, that means he's going to give us the power to walk that out and live that out. So he would never say, let not your heart be troubled, if he isn't right there to say, let me show you how to do that. And so I just want to kind of talk about that. Can we not let our heart be troubled? Well, according to Jesus, absolutely yes. So if he says that, then that means he says, here's how, here's how it's going to happen. Here's how I'm going to work it out. So, so the truth is, we are, the, the subject of that verse is you. You don't let your heart be troubled. So there is something in us that we have to not allow our hearts to be troubled. And again, I know that we, we can all say, well, I'm only human. Look what's going on. You know, what am I supposed to do? And what would Jesus say? Well, Jesus would obviously say to you, just don't let it happen. Don't let your heart be troubled. That's, that's his response to us. And so the truth is, 
um, this really just, uh, I think, Pastor, really amplifies something we've, we've been talking about a lot, the extraordinary life. And to do something, <laughs> to not let your heart be troubled in times like this is extraordinary. It may seem even impossible, uh, but the truth is um, that's the life of victory. That's the extraordinary life the Lord's calling us to, especially right here and right now. Don't let your heart be troubled. What does that mean? That means with his help, we can do this. And so going down in the same chapter, I mean, that's verse one in chapter John or, or verse one in John chapter 14. But if you drop down to verse 27, he says it again. He says, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. And he says it again. Let not your hearts be troubled, but neither let it let them be afraid. So the, the answer to this is how, how do we do that? How, how do we not let our heart be troubled? He says right here with my peace, the peace that I'm going to leave you. Not, not just a peace. That's, this is Jesus' personal peace that he says, I'm going to leave that with you, and this is how you're going to overcome that. And really, that's the, I mean, that's the peace that everybody's longing for. And I'll just say this. When, when, when they finally release us to go, and when, even if they find an antidote today for the coronavirus, that's not, that's not where peace is at. I mean, if they announce today, we found, we found an antidote. That's not where peace is at. The only place that peace is is in Jesus. That's the only place that we can possibly find it. So it's not once we ride this out and we get to the end, not once, you know, everybody's well and all the hospitals are empty again. It's the peace is found right now today. So he says, let not your heart be troubled. So we don't have to be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. Even though, even though it says, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And I know when you walk through the valley of shadow death, you're going to see some things. You're going to feel some things that are disconcerting, that are alarming, that might get your attention, that might really cause you to uh, have a moment of just, wow, this is difficult. But what does it say? I will not fear. Even though I see all that, I hear all that. And the truth is, I, you know, I think we have to get to the place, and this is kind of where I want to just give us language, give you, just kind of give you some encouragement and permission just to say, even though every hair on your head may be standing up and every goosebump may be out and your knees might be bumped together, I will fear no evil. There just has to be that resolve in us. There just has to be that will that says, I'm not going to do it. And can I just say, it's not too late. We're right in the middle of this. We are right in the middle of this battle. And right now, what we choose to do today in the middle of this battle with fear pushing all around us, it's, it's, it's critical. Because, you know, the word says that we don't walk by faith, but we walk you know, we, or we don't walk by uh, sight, we walk by faith. And so I just want to kind of give you something that just says, you know what, I don't care. I don't care what I see. I don't care what's going on around me. I refuse to fear. Fear has no place in my life. Fear is not, is not for me. And again, you might feel some things. You might feel all of that. Some thoughts and emotions might come. But we need to really honestly, my brothers and sisters, you, we need to be able to say through all of the tears through all of the, all the reports, through all of the news reports, we need to be able to just rise in the middle of that and say, and something strong needs to come up and just inside of us that says, I refuse it. This is not for me. And I think you, you talked about that verse last week, 2 Timothy 1.7. You know, God hasn't given us that, so he doesn't want us to have that. And so something just needs to come up and say, no, I refuse this. His rod and his staff comfort me. That's, that's my story. 
And so when do we do this? Well, let me just say this. Let me encourage you. You don't do all this on the other side of peace. You do this before peace comes. Even in the midst of that, even though we're pushed, even though all the circumstances and everything is right there in front of us, this is the time that we refuse. This is the time that we walk that out. This is the time that we say, I will not fear. And then the peace of God will come. So we don't wait for the peace of God and say, oh, wow, thank you, God, you're there. It's like we, 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 have, to, we have to believe that before we even see it or feel it. So I, let me just, let's just do this. Do this at home in your living room. Shout it out. I think you just need to shout it out so you hear it. And just really let this come out. So I'm going to say something. Go ahead and wherever you're at, just kind of repeat it out uh, there in your living room or wherever you're at. Okay? So say this with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I refuse to fear. I will not fear. I fear nothing. I fear no evil. God, you are with me. You will never leave me. You will never forsake me. Your rod and your staff, your power and your presence are with me. So again, just let something rise up on, in, on the inside of us that goes beyond our thinking, our reasoning, what all the news reports, and just let that, that word of faith come up on the inside of you. And I know it's not easy. However, I believe that if we really want to see victory in the middle of everything that we're at. We need to get a hold of this right now. And this is, this is how we overcome fear. This is how we take authority over fear. Because we do have authority over it. So when we're declaring these things, even in the midst of what we see, we are taking authority over that thing called fear. And we're saying, I resist you. I have no place for you. So, so the question, I think all of you, as, as parents, as the person who leads your home, you have to say, how much fear do we tolerate? And I'm hoping that you would say with me, we have a zero tolerance for fear. We want none. It has no place in our home. So God didn't give it to us and surely doesn't want us to have that. So that's our first thought is just refuse it. And so as we go in and just looking at thinking about our second thought here, I just, you know, I think about, just think about for a moment. As you go through the Old Testament, even as you look through the New Testament, you hear Jesus so many times. He says those words, fear not. And he says them <laughs> during times that are really difficult. Uh, when there's destruction and death and disease around him, Jesus, right in the middle of it, will say, fear not. And so the story uh, or the, the account I want to look at is in Luke chapter 8. It's the account where Jesus is, um, the synagogue leader comes to Jesus and says, hey, will you come and minister to my daughter? She's, she's dying. And Jesus says, yes. And so they're on their way. They're, they're heading to this guy's house to pray for his daughter, to, to, to pray that she'll be healed. And in the middle of that, on their way there, the, the woman who has an issue of blood comes and kind of interrupts the scene. And Jesus talks to her, ministers to her, and heals her. And they're right in the middle of just kind of, of all that going on. And, and the people come back from this synagogue leader's house and say, listen, just don't bother the master anymore because she's dead. And so, you know, it's a, trying to put yourself in that place. What would you say to somebody? How would we, how would we respond if we found out all of a sudden, oh, that person's dead. Jesus' response is, fear not, only believe. I think today, we'd be probably being accused of being very insensitive if we responded to a situation like, oh, don't fear, just believe. But that's what Jesus did. So that's my second thought. My second challenge to us this morning is just believe, only believe. So you can talk about this at home or later today or now even, um, but this is a, here's an interesting question. As you see this scene being played out here, was this man's fearing 
or not fearing, or his believing or not believing, um, a determining factor in what was going to happen next. Because if it wasn't really a determining factor of what's happening next, then why would Jesus emphasize that? Why would Jesus' response to this be, don't fear, just believe? Because the truth is, like, like I'm saying, if it was me, if it was my daughter, I mean, who knows the, the response that you might have? What is the normal response? I mean, Jesus could have just said, you know, I understand. Just go ahead and cry, be, you know, and it's okay. When it's all said and done, I'm, I'll just kind of come in at the end, and I'll just kind of come in and heal, and everything will be okay. And however you want to respond is totally fine. You know, whatever your natural response is, just go ahead, Jairus, and just respond however. But obviously his response has something to do with what's going to happen next. And so because, remember, they're making progress. They're on their way to his house, right? They're on their way to his house. And so they're expecting something to happen. And so the story gets interrupted, obviously. So you can only, again, you can only imagine the feelings that are there. And Jesus looks him in the eyes and says, don't be afraid. That's his response. Don't be afraid. So the question comes to all of us today. Does it matter if we're afraid or not? And the truth is, and, can, and, and not only that, but can we help it if we're afraid or not? And the truth is, yes, we can. And it, yes, it does matter. It really does matter. Uh, so, I mean, really, I, I can hear just what Jesus is saying here is don't quit me now. I mean, he's saying to this guy here in the story, and he's saying to you and me right now, don't quit me now. You know, we're, we're right in the middle of this. We've come too far. Don't yield to this thing called fear. Don't give into it. Don't allow it. It's not my plan for you. Give me some faith to work with. And we can do some stuff. If you just give me some faith to work with. And so apparently the man did have some, and, and his response was adequate because what happens is they go to their house and he raises her from the dead. So his, his response of faith in that moment had, had a lot to do with what was going to happen next. And so it really matters how we, what we do with this thing called fear, whether or not we yield to it. It really matters to what's going to happen next. And so here we are in March 29th, 2020, and this pandemic is going all around us. What would Jesus say to us right now? I think he'd call your name. He'd call my name and he'd say, Jim, don't be afraid. You know me. You know who I am. You know what I'm capable of. Give, don't quit me now. Stay with it. Don't let fear win the day. Don't let, don't let fear grip you. So we're making progress and we're moving forward. Because the truth is, if we're fearing, we're not believing. And if we're believing, we're not fearing. And I think the Lord wants us to believe. And let me just say this. It's not beyond our control. He gives us this choice. So it isn't just that you are a random victim of fear. He gives you a choice. I will not fear. Do not let your heart be troubled. And I know the temptation is there. It's always going to be there. But I, let me just say this. I think if we yield to that temptation to just give in to that, I think we miss out on living the overcoming, the, the um, uh, a life of faith and, and to live a life of extraordinary, an extraordinary life. And he, he wants us in this moment to really step forward and display that we are people who are living extraordinarily in his presence. I believe the battle is won or lost in this moment right now that we're in. And so I just want to encourage you, stay in the fight, keep fighting, resist this thing. So I know that that's Jesus' response, not just for now, the coronavirus here and today, but listen, I, you know, some of you are home and, you know, I lost my job. What would Jesus say? Fear not, only believe. I just found out that I have cancer. He'd say, fear not, only believe. 
I just found out I mean, my family's a mess and I'm going through this and whatever. You just fill in the blank. Jesus is always going to look at you and say, fear not, only believe. Because if you can do that, I have something to work with. So I just want to encourage you. And, and let me just, can I just go ahead and say this? Let me encourage you during these times. This is not the time for us to get on the phone and to act pitifully or get on Facebook and act pitifully. This is a time for us to declare what God's purpose in heart is. Mm -hmm. This is a time for us to take authority over fear. So let me just encourage you to do that. We can believe. Amen? So you might not know all the details, and maybe you don't even know every, everything to say, but even just start with the basics. Of it's, it's going to be all right. We're going to come out of this. We're going to be standing on the other side of this with God's help. You know, start with that. Just let your heart say that. So that's you not letting your heart be troubled. Third thing I want to challenge you to do is practice faith. Practice your faith. And so for that, let's turn over to Matthew chapter 6 and look at a portion of scripture I'm sure some of us have seen before. And we'll just take a look at that. But let me just say this. It really helps to practice these things now in the everyday before the big crisis comes. And so we are given an opportunity right now to practice these things. Because here's what it says, Matthew 6. Therefore, I tell you, don't be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or nor about your body, what you will put on. Is your life not more than food and your body more than clothing? And so, you know, I know that some of the reasons that we, we are challenged with fear and that people kind of turn into basket cases uh, during these kind of times is because, honestly, if we're, is a lot of times we practice fear on a daily basis. I mean, have you seen the price of food? I mean, look at the price of gas and what's going on in the medical care, you know, in, industry and you see what's going on with them, you know, and we're practicing fear every day. And Jesus, here's the truth. Jesus wants us worry free. He wants us carefree. And so he's calling us during not only times of crisis, but before crisis hits to practice faith, to practice living worry free. And so I just want to encourage you during this time when we have time to do that. Let's practice this at home. Practice what it means to live worry free. Uh, begin to build your faith by believing God for your daily things. Look at what it says, verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than, the, than these? So he's telling us to be like the birds. I mean, I've never, I mean, I, it doesn't appear to me that the birds ever worry. Um, they don't seem to be. Uh, they spend probably zero time worrying about anything, and yet they're fed all the time. So that's Jesus saying, just be like the birds. And, and we're better than the birds. He takes care of us, right? Look at verse 27. And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his lifespan? We know that to be true. There's all, of, all of your efforts to worry is not going to help anything. It doesn't add to your life. None of that. And honestly, if we know that Jesus tells us not to worry, let's just really be honest and say that when we do worry, we're just rebelling against him, and we're rebelling against his word. So let's just live worry-free. Verse 28, and, and why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. So look at flowers. They don't worry. <laughs> they don't work. Yet they're taken care of. Verse 28, 29, 30. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So that's the essence of what he's trying to get to, is he's trying to bolster their faith by, explain, by explaining to them how they worry about way too much. Because that's, that's where he's driving to. He's showing 
Look, and so really, if you want to know how, what to worry like, then worry like the birds and the flowers. So there you go. That's your model. If you're wondering how much worry and anxiety is appropriate, just pattern yourself, model yourself after the birds and the flowers. And that's basically what Jesus is saying. Is that's how he wants you to live, that kind of worry-free life. Because the truth is, we know what happens when we do, how it affects our soul, it affects our mind, or it affects our relationships. Verse 31 and 34 says, Therefore, after all that, therefore, don't be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. Therefore, don't be anxious about tomorrow. I think that's what Jesus would say to you today, March 29, 2020, in the midst of all that we're going on. Don't be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for today is its own trouble. So I just want to encourage you. Refuse to fear. Just believe. Practice your faith. Because we can choose to overcome fear when we believe God's word and put our faith into practice every single day. And I think that's what the Lord is kind of wanting to challenge us to. And I, I do. I just want us to, the, to challenge our faith to know that during these, this, these times especially, we have this perfect opportunity really to cast off some of the mindsets of worry and anxiety that we have and to begin to practice daily habits and daily just choosing to not let your heart be troubled. I, I believe that that's one of the things the Lord is calling us to do during this time is you make out of your own will, I will not fear, I will not let my heart be troubled. So I just want to really encourage you, too, as a church family, you know, Pastor, um, we've been encouraging over the last several weeks, what a perfect time for us to abide, because that's where peace is found. And, and get yourself anchored into the Word of God, the Word of God. His Word is your life. It never changes. Uh, you know, and so let me just really encourage you to, to really wrap yourself around the Word of God and, and get yourself anchored into that, because the Lord has really called us. I think that there's anything I've really heard a lot of people say a lot in the last couple of weeks is the Lord's really called us to live differently. He's called us to, as Pastor says, to be good news carriers during this time. And if there's ever a time where people really uh, should want to be around us, it's during these times right now. That they see in us a level of peace that is absolutely just, you know, it's just so attractive. And people just really want that during this time. I believe it's the one commodity people are really looking for uh, so much more than toilet paper and everything else. <laughs> people are really like, give me peace. Show me what it looks like. And here we've been given this beautiful opportunity. But let me just say, it comes as we practice it. We have to practice that. It, does, it isn't just wait. you wait for it to happen and maybe it'll be there. We practice peace on this side of it. We practice peace even though what we see in the valley of shadow of death may look like, it may look uh, terrible, and it may look difficult and challenging and everything else, but his peace, perfect peace, Jesus' personal peace, he leaves with us. It's ours. So I just want to read that verse again. Peace, I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So I think that, I think that's, um, that last part of that verse would be something good for you to practice in your households with your, with your friends, uh, your family. Maybe even now as you, when we're done, just simply lay your hands on each other or just speak that, that, that verse over each other in your own homes today. Let that just kind of be the, the, the verse that just anchors your own heart and your own soul, but it becomes the anchor 
uh, for your family to really say, this is how we're going to overcome. This is how we resist. This is how we take authority over peace. So I just want to encourage you in that today. Hopefully that will be something that will just kind of help you to feel that you have a choice, that you have power during this time. And we're, not, we're just not victims being swept along by a pandemic, but we, we truly can walk this out.